Hallelujah to the Lamb. Opportunity to be here tonight. Pastor Tyler has honored that she trusts me enough to leave me in her house. <laughs> and to believe that she will have a house when she comes back. <laughs> um, all this time I've been coming here, I never remember seeing Jan with the ushers badge on. <laughs> but because Pastor Tyler isn't here, she makes sure Jan, Jan is wearing an usher badge, <laughs> who she's ushering in, <laughs> and who she's going to usher out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord, the scripture says, the Lord is in his holy temple. Huh? Let all the earth keep silence before him. And you know, the beauty of the Lord being in his temple is that he's there. And his children are present. Amen? Some of them go home with their cups overflowing. Hallelujah. Home having gotten. Lord is in his holy temple. It's up to us to draw near, to open ourselves, to let go off. Just as I am without one plea, I come. But I don't leave just as I am. Because I got to confess my sins. Another songwriter, old hymn writer says, some of you too young to know it, all your anxieties and all your cares, leave it there. Huh? The trouble with me, I ain't talking about you, is that I bring it. And I get up, still going through my head with it. He says, leave it there. Hallelujah. The Lord is in his holy temple. So whatever you brought, and, and, and understand me, whatever you brought is not just load. It's not just... Huh? We're his children. We bring sacrifices of praise into the house of the Lord. It, it's not all bad for us. And we got to remember that. It's not all bad for us. We're not all bad. He looks beyond. I hear you. And he sees our need. 
we come before him and we stand complete. There's nothing lacking. Complete in him. Clothed in his righteousness. So when God looks at us, he looks beyond our fault. He sees our need. But when God looks at us, he don't see a black Donald Ludus covered over in his sin. He sees a Donald Ludus. He sees a you who is clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Because the blood of Jesus. Remember you sang it now? Jesus paid it all. And the blood can never lose its power. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Praise you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. God, we just glorify you. And we love you, Jesus. That's why we're here tonight, Lord. Because we love you. With heart and soul and mind and strength. We thank you for this place. You said to Moses that the place we're on your standing is holy ground. God, we're on holy ground tonight. Consecrated ground. And we thank you that you allow us to come. And that you allow us and you bless us with your presence. Unseen, yet ever near. So thank you, Father, for where you brought us from. Thank you for where we are. And thank you for where you're going to take us to when we leave this place. God, our Father, we thank you for journeying mercies for us who are here. We thank you for journeying mercies for Pastor Tyler and the crew and wherever they're going. We trust you, Lord, to bring her and them back safely amongst us. And all your children tonight, Lord, who are going to different places of worship. God, some are having to miss work and worship to be at work. God, we just pray tonight that you'll cover all of your children right now, wherever they are, under the shadow of your almighty wing. Lord, speak your word to us. Drop your still dues of quietness. Speak your word to our hearts to our spirits. And when we leave this place, Lord, may we be able to say truly, hallelujah, it was good for us to be here. We love you, Father. And we reaffirm our love for each other. And we say thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. It's New Year's Eve. Who didn't know that? Wednesday when we were here for um, Bible study, catch a little tail end of it, we talked in the wherever we were eating about how when we were younger, when we were little children, how it seems like after, when Christmas comes, it takes forever for the next Christmas to come back around. For New Year's, another New Year's Eve to come. I don't know if it is now that we have grown up. I don't know if it is, if it is the growing up. Or it is the level of expectation and excitement and anticipation that is taken away from us. 
or it is the sense of the responsibilities that we have, but it, 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 it seems as if the year rolls around a little faster. Hmm? But the scripture says, for us it looks fast, but for him whom we serve, a thousand ages in his sight are like an evening God. Bless the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. Yes. What a mighty God. It's, it's New Year's Eve, and I don't know if we do it. But usually, or maybe there's a part of us, whether it is intentional and deliberate, but it becomes that time when we do some looking back. Huh? Sometimes it's painful to look back. We look back and we see lost opportunities. We see the footprints in the sands of time of what we have done and where we have been that we know we should not have done and should not have been. But we who are born again, we who have been justified by faith, we who he has touched his finger on the golden pen and our names are written in the Lamb's book of life, we can look back. Not that we have not, nothing to regret, but the shame is not there because our sins have been nailed to the cross. So tonight we look back, do a little, little looking back. The, the old hymn by Isaac Watts, which is also from the psalm, O God, our help in ages past. Hey, do I need to tell us at the Reconciled Church that where you are tonight, that who you are tonight, what the bank balance is, what the Acura in the parking lot is that you drive. Huh? I'm picking a John. <laughs> I want her car so bad, but I can't afford her car. <laughs> the, what the car is in the parking lot, what the house is that we go home to, size doesn't matter. But you got a house to go home to. There's contents in there. Even if you're sleeping on the floor tonight because you have back problem. But you have floors to sleep on. Do I need to let us know that it is not because of us. It is because of who has been our help in the years. Not just this this year which is dying in the West. But he who has been our help even in those years before we got converted huh? and discovered God. He was helping and blessing and taking care of and watching over and providing. Good measure pressed down, shaken. Oh, hallelujah. Together, 
and running over. He's our God in ages past. We're looking back and we're realizing that we had help. Huh? Not, not help that, that we can handle and, and touch. Yes, we had those, but it was God who through them was helping. Those people, those circumstances was God's right hand extended to us. Our help in ages past. And move on from the help. The help not just in the providing, but in the delivering. So another songwriter says, through many dangers, toils, and sneers, I have already come. Let me tell you about the revelation for today. God is such an awesome God. <laughs> you know? You never know it all. Huh? And, and, and the Lord was working with me on the, on the sermon. And I was going up the back stairs. And I am, I am hearing him. And the word is coming. And I'm praying the word. Through the many a dangers, toils, and snares. And something said to me, the many a dangers, toils, and snares that you didn't even know that I was delivering you from. Huh? <laughs> yes. There's some trouble. There's some gunshots. There's some bounce check. That should have happened with us. There are some failures. There are some disappointments. There are some sicknesses. You multiply it. That should have come our way. There, should, there are some car accidents that we should have been in. Are, are you understanding standing me? It didn't come. It didn't even get close to us. There are dangers, toils, and snares that the Lord says no. Hallelujah. You remember Job? You remember Job? You remember how the story started? Job wants to mess over. I mean, the devil wants to mess over with Job. But he had to have a conversation with God. <laughs> He had to talk to God about it first. First time God says, okay, go ahead. Came back to him and he says, all right. He has to trust you because you have built a fence around him. Remove the fence and watch him curse you to your face and walk away. God says, all right. I'm going to move the fence. But don't touch his life. You see, th there's some things that, the, that God has given the devil permission for towards us. And we have dealt with them. The many are dangers, toils, and snares. But there are some others that God has said no. No more. No further. Enough. Huh? 
And so when, when we get to glory, hallelujah, when we get to glory, when we, when we make it there, when, when time changes to eternity, when it is not 221 moving into 222, when we get to glory where there is no need for any light there because Jesus himself will be our light. He's going to show us. He will have all of time to show us the dangers and the toils and the snares that he allowed to pass by. Why? Go back to Egypt. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. We're sealed with the blood. So God, the scripture says, he knows our frame. Whereof we are made. That we're but dust. That we're weak. And we couldn't take that. Huh? It would be too much. So those dangers, toils, some of them, he let them go by. So that now we can get to the eve of 222, not because of our strength, not because we carried the cross, but it was his, his, his faith, our faith in him. We have come this far by leaning on the Lord's hand. And let me tell you quickly before we move to the looking forward. You need to remind yourself from time to time, 222, when things begin to happen that make you doubt, when the devil have your backs against the wall, when the arm of flesh is failing you, you need to remind yourself that I have come too far by faith at this stage to turn back. Are you hearing me? Too far by faith in the grace of God to turn back. So because I'm not going to turn back to 2022, I am going to be pressing on the upward way. Hallelujah. New heights I'm going to be gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on a higher ground. So you did well in the Lord. 221. Huh? You did well. 221. With the money wise, you did well relationship wise. You, you noticed that what triggered you at the beginning of 21 didn't trigger, he's not triggering you. You did well, huh? I hope you can say that. I hope the devil is not using the same trick. On you 
at the end of 2021 that he was using on you. You follow what I'm trying to say? I hope you have grown. That you can now say, I am pressing on the upward way. I have gained new heights. But God, I'm praying. Plant my, take me to a higher ground. Plant my feet on higher ground. And, and now give me grace to, you know, you, you know, I'm a country boy from Jamaica like you didn't know. And we have all sorts of African proverbs, um, which lingered with us. We didn't come to America and got mingled with white folks and forget our roots. So there are more African proverbs floating amongst us than are floating still amongst you. And one of the things, they, they, one of the little... Um, not proverb, one of the little telltale they have is the difference between the wasp and the bee. Why the bee is able to make the honey and the wasp cannot. The bees was teaching the wasp how to make honey. And everything is going good so far and they've gotten to the part where they're making the, the comb, the nest as we call it. And the bee has made, its, um, the, the, the wasp have made its nest. And I don't know if you ever noticed, but wasp nest can be bigger than a beehive. Real much bigger. And the wasp said to the bee, I got it now. I can manage from here. And so the wasp has been making a nest all its life, can't make honey. Because according to him, he got it. <laughs> you and I need to be careful. All right? You and I need to be careful that we don't think that we did so well last year. I'm doing good now. Huh? That, oh, hallelujah. I've arrived. I can sit back. But although I have done well, I need to, the psalmist David says, commit what's left of my way and my days into the hands of the Lord. Huh? Give it into the hands of the Lord. The psalmist David says, Psalm 37, commit thy way unto the Lord, and he shall do what? We all wonder, I, I can manage. I, like I told John, as long as I've been coming here, every time I come here and turn up this lane, I get lost. I, tonight it was worse. The sign wasn't, 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 wasn't. Once I come in the the the, the, the um, area, I'm fine. But the turn off. Commit your way to the Lord and he will give you, he will bring it to pass. We've got to make sure we talk it all over with the Lord. You see, sometimes things are going bad 
may not just be going bad. It might just be we need somebody to talk to. And very early in my life, I was complaining to Mrs. Hall, never forget. I was just talking stuff over to her, just, just pouring out. And something said to me, you're telling everybody, but the one person you ought to talk it over with, you haven't. Talk it over with Jesus. Huh? Discuss it with him. 2022, commit whatever is your way. 365 days, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Commit your way into the hands of the Lord. And, and, and because, because I have difficulty living with him, sometimes we got to say, Lord, I'm not just giving it to you, but you, Lord, I, want, I need for you precious Lord that you are, to take me by the hand and to lead me on. There's a scripture I want you to turn to, and then we're going to make a major leap. Joshua chapter 3, Old Testament. You know the story. Joshua is taking over where Moses Left off. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Joshua. Joshua is continuing the ministry that Moses has been taken away. And we're going to see Moses a little more. Early in the morning, chapter 3 and verse 1. Tell me when you get it. Amen? Early in the morning, huh? Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went towards the Jordan, where they encamped before they crossed over. After three days, remember, three days on the third day, he rose again. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from the positions you're in and follow the ark. Then, as you're following the ark, then you will know which way to go. Look at what the scripture says. Since you have Never been this way before. You have never lived through 22 before. You managed 21 by the grace of God through many a dangers, toils, and snares. You know your way back from your house to work, but 22 is a journey unto itself. Huh? You're not going around in circles like the children of Israel on their way to the promised land. And because of unbelief and rebellion, God made them go around in circles for 40, year, for 40 years. We're the people of God, the born again people of God. We're not going around in circles. We are pilgrims. We are on our way to the place that he has gone to prepare for us. 
Each day is a day's march nearer to our eternal home. We are going someplace. The songwriter says, this world is not my home. I'm just a stranger, hallelujah, passing through. The angels have beckoned me, and I cannot feel at home in this world anymore. So because of that, 2022 is not just I'm living. Huh? It's a pilgrimage. And because I have never been through this part of the journey before, I have to commit my way. I have to hold to God's unchanging hands. And sometimes when, when we like the wasp, when we get grown and feel like we can pull our hands out of it, we need to be sensitive to the, to, 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 to the nudge, to the pull, to the grasp. Are you with me? See, when I was a little kid and, and, and we would go into the city and we lived in the country and we would go into the city with, with my dad. I was his only child and precious to him, more precious than I want, wanted to be with him. And I'm grown. I think I can maneuver the streets and the sidewalk. So he's holding my hand and, and from time to time you, you wiggle your hand. You won't tell him to let you go. You, your child, you know, and you will feel the pressure of his hands holding you more firmly because he, you think you can cross the street. You think you can manage the crowd on the sidewalk, but you've never been this road before. This is not back home in the country where we can let you go and you go about your, your business. So he, the father, holds you but, but but hear me now you got to be sensitive reconciled church you got to be sensitive you got to know his voice that the pressure you're feeling is not pressure to put you down it's pressure to hold you to am i making sense to anybody sometimes we think god is holding us back you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we think God is not making us progress the way we want to progress. We're not, we're not covering enough ground as we want to, 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 to cover. We're not being what we thought we would be at this stage of the game. The disappointments and, oh, hallelujah. But he got to hold you back. Huh? Because you haven't been this, some of the things I'm asking him for, he says, no. It's not that it is not good, but you're not ready for it as yet. You, you understand what I'm saying? You can't manage it just, 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 just yet. So commit your way and be sensitive. Know his voice. The scripture says that hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk thou in it know his voice John says my sheep know my voice they hear my voice they will not respond to the voice of a stranger because they don't know the <sighs> let me let me get you see the trouble with us Christians some of us know the devil voice more than we know God's voice do you understand what I'm trying to say? We know the field to go. 
Huh? We know when it's itching. I gotta go. I go. <laughs> you know? Today is Friday, and I was itching so much to go to Myers. <laughs> I ain't want nothing at Myers. <laughs> I, I don't have a list. I don't. I was so itching to go to Myers. And something said, you're preaching tonight. But I got time. I can go to Myers. I was in such an itch to go. You, you understand what I'm saying? But I need to know the still, small voice. Of the Lord. You see the devil. The devil itch real hard. And you can't miss it. Jesus says. I stand at the door. And I knock. And I'm knocking so gentle. Huh? If you hear my voice. You might miss it. If you hear my voice. The devil makes sure that we hear him loud and clear. But Jesus says, if you hear my voice, and if you open the door, huh, I will come in. Know his voice. Huh? Know when, according to you, I need to go to this place. No, you don't need to go to this voice. Listen to the other voice. Be still and know that he is God. Mary and Martha, you remember? Mary sit at the feet of Jesus. But Jesus needs to be fed. The house needs to be clean. Mary has chosen the better part. Huh? Sit at Jesus' feet. Be still with him so that you can hear from him. Turn to Jude. Jude. Just before Revelation. And I hope, I hope I can make the connections that I am making. I'm going to read it through um, real quickly. Hallelujah. Jude. Now, while you're find, finding it, just let me point one little obscure. You don't hear, you don't hear of him anywhere else. You realize that? He wasn't one of the disciples of Jesus. Scripture says, Jude, a servant of Jesus and a brother of James. James and Peter, James and John. He's the brother of James. He's unknown. Other, just like some other disciples of Jesus, he had 12 we know what happened to Judas. Um, what his name replaced Ju Judas. Most of us are familiar with, with, with Matthew and Mark and Luke and, and John and, and Peter. But there are some insignificant ones. Insignificant. Put that in quote. Who sometimes we don't even remember their names. They're not on the stage. Huh? J Jude is one of those persons. He just got one book, one chapter to write, which nobody else could write. 
He doesn't have the prominence of Peter, James, and John. But he got prominence because God is using him in what might seem like an, quote-unquote, insignificant manner. We all don't have to be on the stage. You understand me? We all don't have to be managing the, you know, the PA system. But we each have our part to play. Yes. Our ministry to fulfill. Yes. And when we do what God calls us to do, we leave indelible footprints on the sands of time. That's Jude. Verse 1, verse 2. To those who have been called, who are loved of God the Father, kept for Jesus Christ. He says, mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance. Dear friends, I'm going to point that out again. Although I was very eager at the beginning to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and to urge you, coming back to this, to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. That's you and me. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people huh? who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only Savior and Lord. Though you already know this, huh? I want to remind you that the Lord at one time delivered his people out of Egypt, but later he destroyed those who did not believe. Keep your feet planted on the solid ground. The angels who did not keep their positions of authority but abandoned their proper dwelling, these he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. We don't preach that. We don't want to talk about that. But there's a great day coming. Huh? There's a judgment day which is coming. In the similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. In the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority, heap abuse on celestial beings. Take your time. I'm going to show you something which I, I know you've seen before. But I'm going to make sure you don't miss it tonight. Even the archangel Michael. Here's something which we know about from nowhere else in scripture. Even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses. What is a dispute? 
an argument, a struggle, not, not, not necessarily physical, but a contention over. Disputing um, with the devil about the body of Moses did not himself, the archangel Gabriel, um, Michael, did not himself dare to condemn the devil for slander, but he simply said, the Lord rebuke you. Pause there. Let me tell you what I'm making sure you understand. You know Moses led the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. You know he didn't make it into the promise land. Joshua is going to be the one to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. The Old Testament tells us that God took Joshua up to Mount Pisgah, P-I-S-G-H-A, the song Sweet Hour of Prayer, from Mount Pisgah's lofty height. The, 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 the scripture says God took Moses out to Mount Pisgah's lofty height and he showed him the promised land in a distance. But Moses didn't get into the promised land. Moses, neither did Moses come back down the mountain. Huh? As far as we were concerned from the Old Testament, that's where he died, we, we might have thought, or that's where he was taken up into heaven. Scripture says some people, the children of Israel, went looking for him for about 40 days, and then they finally came back down. Now, Jude gives us a glimpse, tells us something that we didn't know. Jude tells us that when Mo that Moses died up in the mountain, and the archangel Gabriel and the devil had a struggle over who should take the body of Moses. Are you seeing that? Jude, the insignificant disciple who you never heard of anywhere, is telling you something that rocks your boat. But you're going to ask me, why was there a struggle between the devil claiming Moses and the angel of God wanting to lay claim? Because you see, Moses was a murderer whom God used. So the devil has never forgotten that I had him first. I used him. He did what I wanted him to do. So that's why the scripture is going to tell you in Corinthians that the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Even at the, at the point of death, the devil is trying to lay claim to whom God has used for all these years. But God has first div on Moses because the scripture tells us that there was none, oh, hallelujah, like Moses. Huh? The blood of Jesus was not yet shed, but the blood of the Lamb 
was shed. Moses had a commitment to God that was unlike any other. So even, and I, and I don't understand it, even when God got mad with the children of Israel and God says to Moses, you move out of the way. Let me smite these people. Let me get rid of them because I'm tired of them. Let me make of you a nation. Moses, oh, hallelujah, it's just too much. Moses says, if you won't deal with them, if you won't forgive them, blot me out of your book. You remember that? That's Moses. So God had never met anybody like Moses. The devil used Moses, but now Moses is dead, and the archangel, the angels of God, and the, angel, and the devil himself is having a fight over Moses. There's, I'm, 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 I'm getting you someplace with this. The blood of Jesus has been laid upon you. Hmm? 2022. Don't think because you did well 2021, the devil is going to leave you out. Huh? Hallelujah. He's going to come after you. You've got to be sensitive to your archangel, to your Michael, to the blood of Jesus, to the Holy Spirit there with you, continuing to lay claim on your life. Oh, and, and, and you're going to mess up sometimes. And Oh, hallelujah. And you're going to slip. Some, the songwriter says, someone slipped and fell. Was that someone you? But it is no secret what God can do what he has done for others, which is to pardon them. He'll pardon you with arms. Oh, hallelujah. Wide open. He'll pardon you. Huh? Watch for the fight. But look at the look at the scripture. It says, it says that the archangel Gabriel didn't go off on him. The archangel Gabriel simply said, the Lord rebuke you. Reconcile, church? I stop by to tell you that you need to know how to put the devil in his place. The Lord rebuke you. And sometimes, people, Sometimes you got to even look somebody in the face. Woo, help me out. And speak the, in the authority of the word of God. And say the Lord rebuke you. Because the devil is not. It's in, the, it's in people. Huh? And you got to be able to recognize when there's a struggle going on over you. Are you with me? The scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood about, but against principalities and power. So you need to recognize it. And you're not angry with the person. Don't be angry with the person. Don't, don't, don't feel bad about that person.
person in the flesh. It is the, it is the power of the devil who has possessed. And you've got to be able with eyes wide open in the anointing of the Holy Spirit to recognize what is going on and to say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Sometimes, and I've shared this with, with different different. Some, sometimes you, you'll just wake up or you'll be just going about your business and, 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 and something just come over me. I'm not going to say you. There, there's, a, there's a unease. There, there's, a, there's a restlessness. There's a, there's a, a, a pounding of the heart. You, you know, something, you can sense something going on. Not is wrong, you're paying your bills, you're not sick, you haven't gotten any bad news, but suddenly there's a, there's a discomfort, there's a something that has come over me. The devil and the angel of God is wrestling. And, and, and that's the time you just got to pray. You don't know what, what is happening in the spirit realm. But you've got to use the weapon which is available to you. And that weapon is not your gun. That weapon is not your checkbook. That weapon is the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus and the banner of Jesus. Yes. So the archangel says to the devil, I rebuke you. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not blaspheming. You don't even have to say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. When you speak, you are speaking in the name of Jesus. Because you are his. You're not his own. You're not your own anymore. Huh? It is, the, it is the power of God. So you don't even have to say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. When your voice speaks, it's Holy Ghost voice. Huh? That's why some of you can't understand how some people, you were good friends and all of a sudden they're acting strange towards you. And you search yourself and you know you haven't said anything and you know you haven't done anything and you're just wondering and you're wondering, how did I offend them? You didn't offend. But the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus and the power of his spirit upon you. He's convicting. He's working. He's showing up via It's not you. You haven't done anything. You haven't said anything. But the God in you, the light in you, huh, is, over, is overpowering the darkness that is in them. I rebuke you. The archangel says, yet these people slander whatever they do not understand. Let me cut it up. Go down to verse 17. I hope Pastor Ty, she said she'd be on Zoom. I hope she's not watching this one. <laughs> he says, but dear friends, look back up at verse 3, and you see the same terminology Dear friend, look down back at, at the second part of verse 3. He says, I want you to contend for the faith. You know what I'm jumping at? 2022, whatever your plans are and were, here's a call I stopped by to let you hear from God. 
He is calling us. Huh? He is commissioning us. He is desiring us to f the word contend mean not content c o n t e n t c o n t e n d means to fight for huh? to stand up for the faith for 2022 god is calling us Whatever our plan is that we are committing into his hands. Whatever is the desire of our hearts that we are wanting of him. Whatever is the upward way that we're looking to press on. In the midst of all of that, he is wanting us to fight for, to contend, to desire, to be commissioned for the truth that has been given the faith that has been given to us. Fight for the faith. <laughs> Hold on. The faith, the Christian faith, is the truth that you have come to believe in. That truth is not a thing. Huh? That truth is a person. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. You remember, you remember Jesus before Pilate in that conversation? And Pilate asks, what is truth? Huh? Jesus never answered. Because truth was standing there before Pilate. Huh? Jude is saying, we need to fight for Jesus, basically, for the truth. Contend for the truth. The truth of who our God is. Huh? The truth and the faith that we find contained in Scripture. To fight for it is to not have a battle in the, in the parking lot, but to endeavor to live into it, to live up to it. To let it have its own way in your life. To not let anybody talk you out of it. Are you, are you, understand, are you uh, understand? To not let anybody, anything or any circumstance detract you from the truth, the faith. Fight for it. Con contained in scripture. And it down to us from generation to generation. You know, I don't have that ability. You know, I don't have that strength. Who is, who is Jude? Who is God through Jude and by the Spirit asking to contend? To fight for the faith. He calls us, verse 3, and in verse 17, he calls us friends. Remember I said Job is, Jude is, is insignificant, but he got some heavy stuff in there? Where'd Jude get that from? You remember Jesus? He says, I call you. Oh, Hallelujah. I call you friend. 
that's heavy. You know what I'm trying to say? You and God are friend. Did you hear me? You and Jesus are friends. You and the Holy Spirit are friends. And he's asking a friend, hallelujah, to do something for him. Can you imagine, John, God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Ghost, mighty as he is, asking me, Donna Luthers, you to fight for him, to stand up for him, to defend him. But that's what he's doing. He's saying, you're my friend. You remember Jesus had the story in the gospel? He, said, he says this neighbor has, a, has, has somebody who comes to visit in the midnight hour. Huh? And he has nothing in the house. He didn't call ahead to say he was coming. He didn't have a phone at that time. So he went next door and he knocked on the door. And don't knock on my door and I don't expect you. And he opened the door. I answer my doorbell. I ain't expecting anybody. Call before you come. Stay out there. <laughs> this is not Jamaica where you just show up at people's house unannounced. <laughs> you got telephone. He went to him at midnight. And he knocked on the door. And he asked a loaf of bread. And the scripture says that he kept knocking. And he said, I'm gone to bed. Everybody is. And he says, he, he could not have gotten up. But because he's a friend, we're friends. And so I can come to you at any time. Because my friend has come and is in need. Not for himself. I wish I could massage that tonight. His need is not for himself. His need is for somebody who has showed up at his house. And uh, that's what I'm trying to say to you. You see, God going to touch you at midnight hour. Friend, I got something I need to tell you. Ooh, hallelujah. God needs to talk. Eh? God has somebody he needs to send you to. We come awake in the midnight hour and we say we can't sleep, you know. And this person is on my mind. God visited you in the midnight hour. You're his friends. And he needs you to go visit and to go bless. To be his right hand extended. Oh, Hallelujah. Nobody ever wake up in the morning and there's a package on the front porch that was not from Amazon, but from the Lord. God doesn't deliver through Amazon, through UPS. He delivers through you and me. And sometimes who he wants to de deliver to through me ain't going over there. That's our human response. And we know it is of the Spirit. Always remember, 
God don't ask you to do anything that you're comfortable with. Hmm? <laughs> he comes to you in the midnight hour because you're his friend. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. But God wants us to be his friend so that he can share with us huh, what has been brought to him. Oh, hallelujah. And so tonight he says, this coming year, whatever your plans, I want you to fight. God needs somebody to fight for him. Yes. He needs you to turn on the light in the darkness. Huh? He needs you to be the example. He needs you to leave the footprints on the sands of time. He needs you to speak to somebody. The uncomfortable conversation that needs to be had, that is disturbing. But he's not going to speak it through the clouds. He got to send you. He got a friend. To deliver. Huh? Two other things that we are to him. We have no problem. We're disciples. Huh? We're adopted into the family. We're adopted sons and daughters. Huh? But some children are not just mama's child. Some children are their mother's friend. Huh? Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. But you know what I'm saying. There are some children who are close to their parents to their mother or to their father, their friends. Hmm? Your adopted child. You are his servant. You are his by adoption. He has sealed you with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. He is blessing you, going and coming. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. He's preserving your going out and your coming in. He's looking after you. He's healing your body. He's anointing your head with oil. He's preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He is walking with you even through the valley of the shadow of death. He says, I am never going to leave you nor forsake you. I am with you always, even to the very end, because you are my friend. Oh, hallelujah. And your friend is asking you this year that is ahead, as long as he lends you breath, fight for him. Contend. For the faith. Huh? Don't let him down. Please. Don't disappoint him. You trust in him. He trusts in you. Huh? And if you do. What he asks you. To do. 
all will be well. Now, we can't measure well the way we would measure wellness materially. But you understand what I'm saying? Even when bad things will, be, will happen to you, all is well. You understand what I'm saying? Even when the doctor's report is bad, all is well. You hear me? Even when you lose the job, all is well. Even when the government stinks to the highest heaven, all is well. You understand me? Because of who you are and who you are to him, all is well. You've been his friends, he's going to take care of you. Take care of you so much, and I'm done, I'm repeating myself, that sometimes he's just going to lift you up. He's just going to carry you. He carried you last year? Why do you think he won't carry you next year? Hmm? Be his friend. Contend for the faith. Let your light shine. Bear the witness. Speak the truth. Huh? Clothe yourself in his righteousness. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, hallelujah. God, we just thank you for tonight. Oh, glory to God. Let's just stand. Praise you, Lord. Bless you, Father. Speak to him. Yield yourself to him. Glory to God. Feel his, feel his warm embrace. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you tonight. Oh God, we thank you for where we're coming from. And we praise you, Lord, for where we're going in you. Because you're going to carry us. Oh God, you have blessed us. But tonight we realize that the blessing we have had is just a foretaste of the greater blessing that you're going to pour out upon us. God, we just love you tonight. And God, we ask you for strength and grace and determination, Lord, to run the race, to contend for the faith, and to be victorious. Lord Jesus, you were raised from the dead. And if you were raised, we too can be victorious. So tonight, Father, we laid all on the altar of sacrifice. And we say, Lord, take control. For Jesus' sake. To his glory and honor. And the people of God says, and amen. That's a great word. Great word. Amen. Amen. Doors of the church are open.
Is there one here that wants to call him your friend? Scripture says, do you want him to be your friend? Do you want to use him to guide you? I know all of you are already, though. But I'm opening the doors of the church. Amen. Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Is there one? I'm his friend, and I pray that all of you are too. Amen. Amen. Turn to Jude and verse 24. That's our benediction. We're just going to, whatever is your translation, we're still going to read it all together. Hallelujah. He is here. Now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.